0: I'm Mario Munoz reporting with the Rio Grande Guardian, Steve Taylor, on the end of the week newscast for September twenty first, twenty nineteen. And Steve, where are you right now? <laughs>
1: well, actually, uh, Mario, I'm not. I'm not in the valley. I'm in Houston, Texas.
0: Now, what in the world are you doing up there? <laughs>
1: It's a long story, but tomorrow at the NRG Stadium in Houston, there's a big rally or or event um, involving the Prime Minister of India, Narendra Modi. And uh, you might think, well, what's that got to do with the Rio Grande Valley or the border region that we write about and cover and podcast about? And that's not a great deal at the moment. However, the India Association of the Rio Grande Valley has invited me to come up and cover this and uh, be their guest, uh, particularly um, our live stream host Hari Nambudiri. and Hari uh, is trying to get more uh, connections between India and the Rio Grande Valley, more cultural and business connections. Uh, he was telling me there's over 900 Indian families in the Rio Grande Valley, and it seems all of them are members of this India Association of the Rio Grande Valley. So there's um, what's called a Howdy Modi event, uh, saying howdy to uh, Narendra Modi, the Prime Minister of India. There may be a special guest there tomorrow. It's it's all happening tomorrow morning, Sunday. We'll see who that special guest is. But I thought, well, this is out of the ordinary. However, as the efforts are to get more business and connections and trade between the Rio Grande Valley and India which is the largest democracy in the world, uh, let's go for it. So I'm going to be very intrigued and interested to see. And we're going to even try to get a, an interview with the Prime Minister. So let's see what happens.
0: That doesn't surprise me, of course. You and I know that Rio Grande Guardian is an international news service. So I'm glad to hear that, for one.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's see. It should be fun. So let's see what happens with that. It's all happening tomorrow. But uh, let's, let's review the week. Like you said, this is our week. Week in review event. It all started for us um, Monday morning when, like all the other media outlets in the Valley, uh, everyone showed up at UT Rio Grande Valley for that big announcement where they're saying they're now going to start offering free tuition for students from families with an annual income of less than $75,000. Uh, we covered that. Uh, President Guy Bailey, I think he said half of the student body, maybe. Um, you know, positively affected by that. I learned a bit later in the week that Texas A&M has been doing something similar for many years called the Aggie Advantage. So perhaps it's not a unique thing for the UTRGV to be doing this. However, they did get a lot of fanfare from this this announcement. So that was one news item we covered on the same day. The Edinburgh Chamber of Commerce Commerce hosted a luncheon with Congressman Vicente Gonzalez. He was the keynote speaker. And he was asked again about his stance on the USMCA, the, the United States, Mexico and Canada trade agreement and whether he'll be supporting that. This is a story that was first that first broke in the Rio Grande Guardian when he said that his support for ratification of that new trade agreement is dependent upon Mexico providing more security along Highway 40. That's the toll road between Monterrey and Reynosa. It, ha- it hasn't been the safest area to travel. A lot of business and, and, and family ties between Monterrey and the Valley are dependent, you know, visits are dependent upon Highway 40. And he wants Mexico to to beef up the security there. And um, he's done with his vote on on USMCA um, uh, with that so let's see what happens there we covered that event and that was one of the key that was one of the key items that was discussed at the uh, luncheon again hosted by the Edinburgh Chamber of Commerce this week we also interviewed Matt Ruscheck executive director of Research South Texas Economic Council we do this every month with Matt as you know and he provides the latest sales tax revenue figures the information is uh, collated by the Texas Comptroller's Office, and Matt uh, crunches the numbers for us, and um, he says the figures for July were very good. It shows the Valley doing really well compared to the same month last year, and Hidalgo County is leading the way, and uh, I believe he said that sales tax revenues are up in the double digit numbers for Hidalgo County, so things looking really good for sales tax revenue receipts for the different cities and counties in the Valley. Another news item we covered. I'm racing along here, Mario, because it's been a busy week. Uh, But we interviewed Joe Hinojosa, a leader with Valley Interfaith, about a new initiative that the Diocese of Brownsville is about to roll out. And it's aimed at giving better protection to undocumented immigrants. Uh, The research from Valley Interfaith and the diocese is that many parishioners, undocumented parishioners, are not going to church, And they're not going in the numbers they used to because they're fearful of um, being picked up by law enforcement. They do do not have ID cards that are accepted by local law enforcement. Well, uh, the diocese has has worked something out with the bigger cities such as Brownsville, McAllen and Farr, etc. And the police chiefs in those cities are saying that this new ID card that the diocese is creating for their parishioners is it an acceptable form of ID. Uh, previously, if an immigrant, an undocumented immigrant was pulled over for traffic violation and they didn't have an ID card, they could be you know, taken into custody and then the police could potentially inform ICE. And before you know it, an undocumented uh, resident may have been in the valley for many, many years, uh, Not, not... Um, engaged in any criminal activity at all, hard-working family member, uh, could have been deported. Uh, Valley Interfaith doesn't want that to happen, nor does the Bishop and so they've got this ID card uh, which, as I say, is acceptable by the local law enforcement agencies and they're going to kick it off this uh, coming Tuesday Bishop Daniel Flores will be at the event along with Valley Interfaith. It's taking place next Tuesday evening at the FAR Development and Research Centre, and uh, we previewed that with Joe Nino Hosa, a leader of Valley Interfaith. Uh, these new ID cards coming out. Another big one for us this week was an interview I got with McAllen Mayor Jim Darling. We talked about a range of issues, and um, one of them was the, the, the property tax increase the city of McAllen is proposing. He said there's been some inaccurate, the Mayor Darling said there's been some ina- inaccurate reporting in a local newspaper. He said that the, the fact is, the truth is, that, um, that for a home worth $100,000, the increase would be $16 a year. He said that increase was necessary to pay for the debt service on a bond issue that's been approved by voters. That bond issue, $25 million bond issue, is to pay for drainage improvements. Uh, Darling also said that sales tax revenues are up, and that was obviously confirmed by Matt Ruschek in his report. Now, Darling says that with two months still to go during the current fiscal year, McAllen has already passed its best ever year. So things looking up really good for McAllen on the sales tax front, but he wanted to make the point that uh, there's has been some reporting that says the sales, that the property taxes are going up by quite a large amount, he says that's just not the case. Another issue we spoke to Mayor Darling about was in the Anselduas International Bridge. He says the city's ready to start engineering studies, and they're going to pay for those engineering studies themselves to speed up the process for getting fully loaded freight operations going north and southbound at the bridge, something that the uh, Makila industry in Reynosa has been wanting to see happen for a long, long time because the Far Bridge is so busy. So he says that uh, things are moving ahead with that. Uh, we also learned this week that vehicular traffic is down fifteen percent at the Hidalgo Bridge due to the bottlenecks caused by the increased security by Customs and Border Protections. Uh, the visits by Mexican shoppers has been less frequent. However, CBP, Customs and Border Protections now operating all the lanes on the Udago Bridge during the rush hour period, morning and afternoon, and that has improved the border bridge wait times. And the third and final item we spoke to Mayor Darling about, in addition to the taxes and Antelduus Bridge, we spoke about uh, immigration. Uh, Mayor Darling says the number of asylum seekers that are passing through the McAllen Respite Centre has dwindled to next to nothing. And uh, The reason being that the asylum seekers are now being sent straight back to Mexico under President Trump's new policy. Central Americans looking for asylum here, they're having to be processed through um, the other side of the border in Mexico. Um, Mayor Darling pointed out that this policy is being challenged in the courts and obviously it could still change. Now, we also spoke to, or we heard from Index Reynosa President Enrique Castro, and he said this pol- policy clearly has created a burden on the Reynosa side of the river. So looks good from the U.S. point of view. Uh, the asylum seekers, um, they're not causing a huge bottleneck here, but they are in Reynosa. So we'll see what happens with that as, as, as that challenge through the court the courts takes place. Index Reynosa, by the way, is the trade association for the maquila industry. On that front, uh, with regard to Index Reynosa, Castro also said that a delegation of index leaders are going to Corretero in the interior of Mexico because they need to build up more suppliers for the Reynosa maquilas. Business is so is booming in the, with the maquila industry, as we know, and they need more suppliers. So there's a Trade delegation going down there, possibly a sister city or operation taking place as well. Another story we're covering, and we interviewed Keith Patridge this week, president of McAllen Economic Development Corporation. And um, Keith told us that he believes the Chinese companies are looking much more favorably at opening operations in the valley and northern Tamaulipas due to the new rules under USMCA, the new trade agreement. And like many other leaders across the valley, uh, Keith Patridge is urging Congress to ratify that new trade agreement. We'll we'll have more on that uh, exclusive interview with Keith Patridge at the beginning of next week. And uh, my final uh, news item comes from Andrew Cannon, the Odago County Metropolitan Planning Organization Director. Uh, Hidalgo County MPO, it's almost run its course. It's being merged into the new RGV MPO. And the new MPO recently received a lot more money, um, a billion dollars over the next 10 years by all all accounts. And um, so Andrew Cannon thanked the Valley Legislative Delegation for their work, and in particular State Senator Winingholster and State Representative Terry Canales. For their efforts to persuade TechStart to preserve two toll road projects. Now, as a statewide policy, TechStart is not supportive of toll roads anymore, but these two projects in the Valley have been allowed to proceed because there's been so much local buy in, so much investment at the local level to make them happen. There's one in Cameron County, the 550 project. That's a toll road that goes from I 69 East to the Port of Brownsville, and then in Hidalgo County, it's Project 365. That's a link between the Far International Bridge and the Anzalduas International Bridge. And the aim there is to keep trucks away from the residential areas. So yet again, another busy week for the Red Grande Guardian. Lots of uh, stories to we're covering. And uh, that's my wrap-up, uh, Mario. But I think you've got some items as well. You want to talk about music, podcasts, and uh, we're
0: so pleased about this, the return of Patricia Martinez. That's right. Patricia Martinez uh, did a great job. I encourage you to listen to her podcasts having to do with immigration. And uh, you'll be able to hear Patricia Martinez's podcast. She's, she did her own production and everything, which is fantastic. And uh, so, again, great job, Patricia. Also I want to remind you about that the music podcast. What do you think Steve about adding something on the top bar that uh, specifically says music and arts because uh I've already got some uh music podcasts up there. I I don't know what what does that look like right now?
1: Yes, yeah, uh, that we we're putting that into place we we need to give uh, greater emphasis to all the cultural uh coverage that you're providing. And so our homepage, the Riglander Guardian's homepage, clearly has to have links to arts and culture and music uh, because you're doing more of these, uh, as you did when you, when you were with 88FN, a lot more music um, podcasts. they are proving very popular. For, and, of course, um, unlike a lot of our news coverages, which is barely specific, border-specific, your musical podcast could be, of interest around the world you could you could be interviewed interviewing classical mu- music artists or jazz artists, etc, that have a following around the world so we 're looking forward we 're very pleased to be adding that to our mix and uh, so i know you, we've produced we put one out today about the san Benito uh, music festival, and we you 've got more coming so should, clearly we 've got a We've got to give uh, more
0: prominence to that. That wraps up our September 21st Week in Review. Thank you, Steve Taylor. Thank you.